You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now. I work at WPTS Radio Station, and I am production assistant at ACC Network. Folks, big time episode coming up today. I finally want to give the offensive line their flowers after a great performance against a very talented Clemson front. We're going to talk about them. We're also going to talk about Pitt's overall dominance in the fourth quarter offensively and why that is so important to their win streak right now. And then we will also take a look at the next five games. Which ones should you be scared of for Pitt to potentially slip up on? All that coming up on Locked on Pitt. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, as always. Thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day, available on all platforms. Leave a five-star review. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about this box so they know Locked On sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, folks, and today we are talking about the great offensive line. Pitt, man, I mean, let's be real. Pitt's offensive line is playing at an extremely high level right now and was one of the main question marks coming into the season. I think it's not a question mark anymore. It is a big, fat check mark. That's a strength now. Not only is it not just average, they're good. Legitimately a very good offensive line. And it's because all six of the, all six really, when they go into their heavy sets, obviously it was Gonsalves, and then sometimes you get Keldrick Wilson in there. You know, all, all the good things for Pitt are coming through this offensive line right now. And they're playing at such a high level. I mean, just look at. Carter Warren, this is a guy who's been hated on before, who's gotten plenty of flack over the years. Now, this dude has turned himself into a legit NFL prospect. And and I, I get it. I get it. Pitt fans are going to be like, whoa. Carter Warren, NFL prospect? Yeah. Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl just gave him hype. He's gaining legitimate traction in NFL circles. Carter Warren has played his butt off this year. He's playing really well. I mean, just going back and watch the tape that Carter Warren puts out consistently this year, it's night and day compared to the past few years. He's playing at such a high level. He's now really actually quite mean and throwing guys into the turf. I've seen him get a few pancakes. Uh, He had a big one against Virginia Tech. Uh, He had a few against Tennessee. He had two against... Carter Warren, obviously the big pancake against Clemson is going to be Marcus Minor one where he just knocked a linebacker into the next realm. But this offensive line starts and ends with not just Warren, 
with not just the tackles, it's the interior, and I keep telling you, the Marcus Minor edition, oh my goodness, what an addition Marcus Minor has been to this group. A delightful addition. I mean, going to the transfer portal, utilizing it for what it is there for. Narduzzi just going out and getting a guy like Marcus Minor, who had starting experience at Maryland, who played well at Maryland, who has now come into Pitt, played so well at left guard for Pitt. This is a guy playing at an extremely high level. You know? Really. I mean, this guy is just fantastic. Right now, you look at Marcus Minor, and he's not just steady and pass pro. This is a football player clearing lanes like it's absolutely nobody's business. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal job by Marcus Minor and Carter Warren. That left side of that line is playing some phenomenal football right now. And Kenny Pickett doesn't have to worry much about his blind side right now as a result. Owen Drexel, you know, had a few rough snaps at the beginning of the year. He's cleaned that up nicely. I think Drexel and Jake Cradle have both probably been the two weakest members of the line, but that's not saying much. They've both been very solid football players. Cradle's growing into his own. I think Drexel has picked up where Jimmy Morrissey left off. Maybe not on the level Morrissey was, but Drexel is a steady player. He's got a good anchor. He's got powerful hands. Boy, that's the thing about this left side of that line. When you talk about that left side of the line, they're mean. They are powerful. They are explosive. They are strong. They are really, really tough to move off their spots. Really, the entire line is tough to bull rush. You, you, you can watch bull rushes just occur all the time against this team, and they almost end up going nowhere all the time. And Gabe Hoy as well. You know, you can't forget Gabe Hoy at right tackle. This is a guy stepping into that right tackle spot who has had his ups and downs as well. And I think both Carter Warren and Gabe Hoy, their steps forward has just been so much fun to watch. They've played at a high level. Both these guys doing a really nice job in pass pro, clearing lanes in the running game. And, and credit to, to, to Coach Borbley as well. I mean, getting this unit to where it is now, especially from a pass pro standpoint, I mean, they just do not allow many sacks. They straight up do not allow many sacks. I mean, when you're allowing 1.57 sacks per game, you're doing something right. You only allow three pressures? The offensive line only got credited with three pressures, and I understand there were no sacks credited to them. I believe both were on the running backs or potentially Kenny Pickett. I know the first one was absolutely on Israel Abanikand. But that was just a great performance by this offensive line. They've done everything... You've needed them to do. And it's the credit. It's it's not just that, wow, the experience is there. Yes, the experience is there. And they're seeing fronts better and they're processing that. The technical leap for Carter Warren, for Gabe Hoy, for Jake Cradle, it's enormous. I mean, these guys are playing at such a high level that we've never seen them because of coaching and because of their desire to improve. We don't see Pitt's offensive line, at least over the past two or three years, since the running game really fell off a cliff, drive guys into the ground like it's their business, 
Now we are seeing that. We're seeing them clear out lanes. We're seeing them protect Kenny Pickett easily. Because, no, it's not just that teams aren't blitzing. When they do blitz, they pick them up well. They have a great idea of what to do. They can't bull rush them because they have great anchors. They have great con- They have great balance. They have great body control. All of this is true. Great core strength. The weight room, they hit it really well. You can tell these guys are strong. They're really good. And then they're a pretty athletic group, too, for relative to their size. They can get out in space on screens, get out there, do what they need to do. This offensive line is playing at an extremely high level. And it's very, very fun to watch. They deserve their flowers. I think this behind, it's Kenny Pickett. He's the story of the season. Well, if you want a backup story of the season, give me the offensive line of Pitt. Going with that offensive line, though, I do want to talk a little bit about that fourth quarter dominance that the offensive line certainly has their part in. But first, I want to let you guys know about prize picks. PrizePix is daily fancy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power 5, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. So folks, you will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On Again, that's the promo code Locked. On You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry as just you versus those projected numbers, and you can also do mixed sports entries as well. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, rockauto.com has you because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need you have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket so save time and money when using rock auto rock auto has reliably low prices for every customer with brake parts tail lamps motor oil new carpet anything you ever need so folks go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Man, this fourth quarter offense right now is going absolutely bonkers for Pitt. Let me take you on a little trip through time right now, both figuratively and literally, because Pitt versus Georgia Tech versus Clemson and versus Virginia Tech has absolutely dominated. And by dominated, I mean that in every sense of the word just dominated the fourth quarter. These teams don't have chances in the fourth quarter. So Pitt, a 7.56-minute drive to close out the game against Clemson. Clemson scored a touchdown. They never got the ball back. I mean, yeah, Pitt has a defense that's looking a lot better now. But let's be honest here. When you have guys... Running the clock out 
At 756, what do you have to worry about as a defense? Your defense has played well. They got a touchdown for the team. The defense is sitting pretty. How about the 11-minute drive against Virginia Tech? And then a similar long drive against Georgia Tech. Here's the thing. The time of possession in the fourth quarter for Pitt over the last three games has been upwards of about 80% of the minutes. It, you're giving them two minutes of time possession in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. But it makes this team so dangerous. Because what it shows you is, uh-oh, we can't stop the run game. Uh-oh, Pitt can pass as well and get it on third and long, third and medium. Kenny Pickett's willing to do whatever it takes to get the first down. This is a team that has a will and a grit to it that when they are up by multiple scores, when they are up, period, to be quite honest with you, they can shut the door close and they will shut it with ease. They will shut it with efficiency. This team is so hard to stop in the fourth quarter. The offensive line, again, this is when you talk about that offensive line, man. They're battering Rams. I mean, they just wear down the defense over the course of the game. You're going up against guys like Miles Murphy and Tyler Davis and all these good players, Xavier Thomas. And they just wore them down. And then in the fourth quarter, they just blew them off the football. I mean, really, it is impressive to watch this team run in the fourth quarter. And it makes them such a dangerous team because if you get down by a significant amount of points, now you really don't know if you can come back. Are you even going to have time to come back? That's the type of team Pitt is turning into right now. Clemson got down 21 to 7, and if you ask most Clemson fans, I think they would have said it was shut. But you knew even when it was 27-10, hey, there could have been a chance that Clemson could have come back. They scored a quick touchdown. There was a, about seven minutes. It was out eight minutes left, 7:56 left on the clock. Okay, you stop Pitt, you get the ball back, you might get a score a touchdown. It's 27-24. Then you have a ball game. They never got the ball back. That's the thing Pitt is doing right now in the fourth quarter. And it's credit to, to a few different players. One, obviously, the offensive line. We talked about the offensive line. Not only is their pass protection great, the run blocking has improved greatly since the beginning of the season. They're now blocking as a unit. The running backs are starting to find their stride. Israel Banny Kanda playing well. Rodney Hammond comes off the bench cold. Vincent Davis, yeah, I know he gets a lot of flack. He has some really tough runs in those situations, and he always falls forward. Kenny Pickett diving for the first down, calling QB power on third and seven with no fear and saying, I want that football, and getting the first down. A few key passes. This is everything. The play calling. The, the differentiation, the we know it's coming, but we are going to kick your butt anyways type of mentality that Pitt has and that Pitt can do at a high effort is so dangerous. And we talked about how hard that is to defend because Pitt is also so explosive. Pitt can turn off this thing where they have the ability to do 
things that they shouldn't be able to do. One of those things is that they can be explosive and score in a minute. The other thing, they can run the clock out and take 11 minutes off the clock. And it doesn't matter if your run defense is quality. Clemson's a quality run defense. And Pitt still ran on them in the fourth quarter. That's the beauty of this entire thing. Pitt has been able to instill their will, wear down opponents, and just chop the clock down. And being closers like that really makes you feel a lot more comfortable with a bigger lead as a Pitt fan. And with a defense that could potentially be susceptible to big plays, if you could shut the door offensively and just run it out with 8-minute, 10-minute, 11-minute drives, it doesn't matter as much. If you can play a good game, and maybe you might have a bad fourth quarter here and there with that offense, but it doesn't matter if the freaking other offense is not on the football field. All right, folks, let's talk about these last five games Pitt has on their schedule. What 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 would scare you the most? Just, just a little preview, just a little primer. Where could Pitt slip up? But, folks, before I do that, I want to let you know about Sweplock. Sweplock is doctor-created and doctor-recommended sweat wipes, and they stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. And Sweplock has a dry shirt guarantee, so if Sweplock doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. You can do for whatever occasion you want, wherever you need it. Sweatblock is here to help you. Whether you're in the heat, whether you're working construction, whatever it might be. You know, that, that's all these specific working construction. Yeah, but if you are working construction, this can help you as well. Everything can help you. Sweatblock is a must-have in your toiletry bag. And if you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKDOWN. And that's the promo code LOCKDOWN. Or get it at Amazon and CVS. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's take a look at Pitt's schedule. The next five games, I'm certain everyone is looking ahead a little bit. Miami, obviously... First up on the schedule, but there's no way that people aren't wondering, can Pitt actually do this? Like, can they actually run the table? Is it possible that Pitt could go 11-1 and en route to the ACC championship and then face Wake Forest? That's what it looks like, at least right now, that Wake Forest certainly looking like the strong favorite in the Atlantic. Pitt, obviously, the strong favorite in the Coastal. Although... I do want to put things in perspective for everyone. Pitt is one loss away from essentially being, unless it's if it's to Virginia, that's okay. Essentially, if Pitt, this would be my my take on this. If Pitt is going to go ten and two, they should want to lose to Virginia. Yes. Yes, Virginia. Why why is that? Well, first of all, they're going to win the Coastal that way. They can lose one game. They can't lose two. And if you lose one of Miami, Duke, North Carolina, Syracuse, and also lose to Virginia, and Virginia perhaps wins out in conference, well, you lose the Coastal. And and that's not, you know, I know Pitt has like an 88% chance to win the Coastal right now, but that's not a completely far-fetched scenario where Pitt... Loses one game, loses to Virginia, and then they lose the Coastal. 
So let's keep, we are that close here. We, you know, we're talking playoff right now, and I know that's a thing, and everyone's talking, man, how good could this team go? NY Six Bowl, they're also not all crazy far from not even winning the Coastal. So let's just put things into perspective there. But out of these games, Miami, Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Syracuse, which one scares you the most? Duke, not really too scary. Yeah, Mateo Durant's a really good football player. Pitched to win that one very easily, I think. I think that Duke is a very mediocre team at best. Miami? We'll talk about Miami a little bit more in depth this week. I want to save most of my thoughts for the preview and kind of just shadowing over, hey, this is what Miami is. Miami's a good team. In the respect that they're hungry and they're young, and you don't really know what you're getting. You know, they don't have a lot of veteran presence on that team. And Tyler Van Dyke looks like a solid quarterback. It looks like they found a decent quarterback. They're coming off a good win against NC State. It's definitely a scary matchup in that case. Because this is probably the best quarterback they've seen since Hendon Hooker. Well, Caleb Ellaby, at the very least. You know, this is the best quarterback they've seen in a while. And it's going to be a good test for the defense. The offense should hum along. Um, although, Addison and Abani Candace status certainly could throw a wrench into this. Um, but, you like how Pitt matches up in this because you figure, okay, it's a young team. You're going to get mistakes. Pitt should be able to make a few stops at the very least. And the offense should go pretty well with this young defense that still... It's not a really great defense for Miami. Talented. It's a talented team. It's not a good team. Pitt, if they show up and play their game like they did against Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and Clemson, they should win this game. It's a little bit scary. It is a scary game. This has Western Michigan trap game potential for sure, but Pitt should win this one. North Carolina, a little bit of a tough one too. Sam Howe is really good. Josh Downs is really good. Outside of that, I'm not that scared of them. And I know people are always like, oh boy, good quarterbacks. This offensive line stinks. Straight up stinks. And so does the defense. This is not a team that I am crazily scared of. Yes, the fact that it is on a Thursday night makes it a little bit more contentious. This is one pitched win, though. I mean, Sam Howe, for how good he's been, his surrounding cast outside of downs has just not been good. And I think that that's the big thing. Yeah, it's a test for Pitt, but Pitt should win that game. Virginia is the scariest game to me. I think Virginia with Brennan Armstrong, with how well he's played, I very much think Brennan Armstrong is at least a top three quarterback in the ACC, if not number two. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's number one, um, but he's played at a high level. They have a really good weapon in Thompson. They have a few really good players on that team. Virginia is surging at the right time. We'll see how legitimate they are over the next two weeks. They face BYU and Notre Dame. Those will be two really key games for them to kind of prove how good they are. But more importantly, folks, this is absolutely going to be a big game for them. And this has coastal implications. Pitt's got to win this one. But I think this is the one they can most likely lose because I think Armstrong has the ability to match Pickett stride for stride, although the Virginia defense is bad. Syracuse can get a little contentious as well. They're a tough team. That's a tough out. Sean Tucker looks like a phenomenal football player. 
The defense is looking better. It's coming along. I don't think it's great. I think Pitt should find the ability to exploit this. And I also don't think Garrett Schrader is all that good of a passer. And I think Pitt has the ability to potentially force Syracuse into that ability to just pass the football. And then I think Pitt's going to get more than enough success against the Q's defense. Q's could be a little bit scary in the dome. But I think when you look at this overall, Pitt... I think Miami and Virginia are my two scariest games for them. That's what I am saying. I think this game coming up here is a little bit scary for Pitt. Pitt, overall, they should be favored, and if they do what they do best, they probably should come out of this 11-1. Will they? I don't know. I think it's very possible to slip up. I think you probably should expect them to slip up once. You just hope that flip-up is honestly against Virginia so you don't have have that big game against Virginia before the Coastal because, again, they're not that far off from being there either. All right, folks, tomorrow we're going to start previewing Miami. What would Jordan Addison and Israel Banikana not playing mean for Pitt's game plan and what would it mean for Miami's ability to guard Pitt's offense? As always, thank you for making Locked on Pitt your first listen every day, but I want to make your second listen Locked on ACC. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.